Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. It's the uh, it's the quote of the week. Joe Biden, can you cross a bridge in the snow? <laughs> oh, that guy's great. Uh, the Rittenhouse case, it's over, thank God. But was it all because of gun ownership in America? Preposterous. Can't wait to share that with you. And Build Back Better passes the house, and now you have daycare. I didn't know that was a problem that needed to be fixed. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. The Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host, my friend of my brother, who is uh, out again this week. He's sick, not feeling well. Actually texted me just a few minutes ago and said, I'm not going to be there. I said, that's not acceptable to the cause of freedom and liberty here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is now red, and which is probably why Richard is uh, composed and happy and not worried about it, quite frankly. But uh, he is uh, missed again this week. We cover your prayers uh, for Richard as he is uh, recovering constantly from um, so many things that are happening in his life. And so you can send him an email, Richard at com. Richard at com. Thank you for joining us here every week on Mojo50.com. Mojo50.com radio. I get asked this. I was asked this this week about the station and and uh, who's on it. And it's a great collection of some of the the libertarian conservative thinkers across the country. The good news is you can listen anywhere across America. In fact, in the world at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. All right, coming up in the show, um, there's a new word for pedophilia. And it was introduced to us by a professor at Old Dominion University here in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. And Winsome Sears is a rock star. This this lady, I'm telling you, now president of the Virginia Senate and lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, was on Fox News last week, uh, Fox News Sunday. And uh, that'll be fun to talk about. I can't wait uh, to get there with you. And Northam is demanding uh, your five-year-old get vaccinated. Does he not does he not realize how Yunkin won because of his uh, attitude and view of you, the serf and the peasant. This feels just good, doesn't it? That he's done in literally months, less than two months. In fact, he's done. There will be no more Ralph Northam to go around. No more blackface or pointy hat or whatever it was. It's all will be um, all over shortly. And Winsome Sears will be lieutenant governor. I, that's coming up in the program. And of course, uh, the the Rittenhouse case. I want to talk about too. We'll get to that. There's so this is a jam packed show, and if Richard was here, it would be even more so and more fun. The um the federal government is out of control. Now, see, before we even get into this, though, I want to lay before you, and I think it's important because how can you defend things you don't know and understand, and quite frankly, love? It would be hard to defend. Let's just say if you are a Christian and believe the Bible, it'd be hard to defend that if you don't know it and digest it and own it. it. It'd just be impossible. I mean, you sure, you could talk about it, but it wouldn't really mean, and you wouldn't have a good understanding of it. In the same way, and not even in the same comparison because it's not fair, but in the same way, how is it possible that you could live in the United States of America now understanding its purpose and its founding and what the Constitution says and stands for. It is the ruling document for our country. 
You should know it if you're going to be in the game of politics and even vote for that matter, which would mean everyone in America, which is why the founders put so much emphasis on knowledge. I'm reading a book right now called The Secrets of Liberty, and I don't have it here in the studio. I, would, I, I forgot the, t- the, the author of it, but it's about the importance of the electorate and the, the, the citizens of the country to be knowledgeable. I'm not the least bit surprised that the arguments around politics are about whoever's in charge gets to do what they want to do. Instead of, it doesn't matter who's in charge, we still have a constitution that is a negative charter. Essentially, it's designed to limit the federal government. There is a part of the constitution called Article 1, Section 8 that says, these are the things the federal government can do. Did you know that? Did you know that inside the Constitution there are these things that says what the government can do and everything else is left to the states? Most people had no clue. It's called enumerated powers, Article 1, Section 8. What happened this week is a travesty in that regard. This week we passed the Build Back Better, or puke document, as Richard would call it. Our federal government is literally out of control. It now spends and is involved in every aspect of your life. It spends more money than it ever has. And, and let me just give you an example. In 1900, 1900, for those who are wondering, the federal government non-defense spending amounted to 1.8% of our economy. In 2021, it is now nearly 30%. Here was what Mark Levin said during the Obama years about the federal government. The federal Leviathan consumes nearly 25% of the entire economy and gobbles up whole industries. The federal government's now the nation's largest creditor, debtor, lender, employer, consumer, contractor, grantor, property owner, tenant, insurer, health care provider, and pension guarantor. So much for limited government. And now daycare provider. The new bill that passed is a revamping of daycare. It's unbelievable. But our spending and our government involvement is out of control. This far-off land surrounded by a beltway that are run by kings and queens is now running nearly every aspect of your life, mainly and almost 100% because of the Democratic Party. The federal government is an unprecedented spending binge. Even before Biden took office, the government passed COVID-19 emergency spending of over $3 trillion. Just boom, just like that. With a full $1 trillion in prior federal emergency relief still unspent, when he took office, he wanted an additional $1.9 trillion COVID-19 spending. I remember thinking, why do we need all this? In total, the U.S. government spent more than 30% of the country's annual total economic output to stimulate the economy. 30%. Meanwhile, printed almost the exact same amount of more money. You know what they call that? They call that inflation. That is exactly what's going on in our country today. We have way too many dollars by the government chasing too few products. In fact, that is the definition of inflation, and it's because of bad policy from a federal government as far removed from you. People say, oh, it doesn't matter who we vote for. It most certainly does. And this is an example of it. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana came out and gave his, uh, talked about inflation. Here's what he said. Uh, Gasoline, up 50%. 
rental cars up 42.9%. You need a used car or truck, they're up 26%. A turkey, 20.2%. Bacon, 20.2%. Beef, 20.1%. Pork chops, 15.9%. Bedroom furniture, 12% higher than last year. Eggs, 11.6% up. Televisions, up 10%. Why? Frozen fruits and vegetables. Ask yourself why. Up 7.5%. Who's doing Chicken, it? Chicken, up 8.8%. Shoes, up 8%. Baby food, up 8%. Children's clothes, up 6%. 7.6%, and I can keep going. This government is 100% out of control, and it's spending and it's infusion into your lives. And that means one thing that is an attack on the freedoms and liberties of the American people. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We're so far removed from that, it's ridiculous. We now say whoever's in charge, they get to implement whatever they want whatever they want. And this new bill, this new $2 trillion spending package passed by the House this week called Build Back Better will absolutely 100% is a re-envisioning of the role of government in American daily lives. That is actually a quote from the Washington Post. A re-envisioning of the role of government in American daily lives. Really? Well, I'm excited about that because I think the federal government should be more involved in my life, my personal life. Everyday life. That's exactly how the founders thought it should be. A, a uh, oligarchy or a, uh, a one-rule ru- government all in one place in D.C. When's the last time you had a conversation with your congressman or senator? Never. This is absolutely the opposite of what our founders said. And this is the actually opposite of the American principles. That a government is this big, this huge, and this involved. And when I come back in exactly 72 and a half seconds, I'm going to tell you what's in this bill and how daycare, yes, daycare is now a huge part of it. How did that happen? That in 72 and a half seconds. LeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. 
nothing this government can do to you or for you. And make no mistake, it's to you. If I told you my story. Virginia citizens and American patriots in tears. As we contemplate what has happened to the greatest country on the planet, one that was given to us by visionaries who understood the role of government and how dangerous it could be for the cause of freedom and liberty. The House passed this $2 trillion spending package that will expand social benefits and fight climate change. This bill will do nothing for the climate. Zero. The greatest expansion of federal child care and assistance in the history of our country just happened. We will now fund free, universal pre-K for all American children ages three to four. You know, the old days, you know, where you used to decide if your kid went to school and preschool, pre-kindergarten, pre because you got to have pre-kindergarten before kindergarten. That's a, that's a parent choice. The government wants them younger. The government will fund it. You will fund it from the far-off land. The federal government will fund This isn't even a conversation for local localities. This is now the federal government is going to do this. Now $550 billion to combat climate change, promote greener energy, and provide new perks for Americans to buy electric vehicles. It's all centralized planning government. And even if you think those are good things, the government forcing it is not the answer. $550 billion, you might as well flush down the toilet. It will do nothing for climate. Nothing. We're not a planet. We're a country. And even that, what's it going to do? $550 billion to do what? Do you know in the last 75 years, the temperature of the planet has gone up a whopping this shy of one degree? One! I guess is the next 75 years will be cleaner than the last 75 by nature, by natural things that happen. You think you're going to stop the temperature from rising? It's absurd. This is insanity. It's the first ever program that would... Provide paid family and medical leave to millions of Americans who don't have it through their current employer. We're just going to fund it automatically. The bill imposes a new surtax on millionaires. This thing is an absolute debacle. Here's what Jen Psaki said before it was signed and how excited she was. If we don't act on Build Back Better, what we're doing is we are, won't be able to cut child care costs in 2020. Ah, we- the federal government cutting child care costs. I mean, this reminds me of Mark Warner who was saying all the things that he, like baseball. Uh, is, um, is minor league baseball. Not funding minor league baseball. There's minor league baseball didn't get any of the COVID money. Mark Warner and the federal government wants to do that. And, of course, inside the $2 trillion spending package is this new way to fund food. Feeding people. Mark Warner beat them to the punch at one point also. Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, uh, meat and fish. Meat and fish. This is unfreaking believable how bad this bill is. This is, like the Washington Post said, this is a re envisioning of the role of government in American lives. Congratulations. You voted for Joe Biden. This is exactly what you got. This will be an infusion of government in every single aspect of your life, including, including child care. Now, I just don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand why people want the federal government more involved in every aspect of their lives. I don't, I don't follow. Why, why do they think that's a good thing? Didn't we learn something with Obamacare? Don't worry. If you like your health care plan, you can keep it. Don't worry. If you like your doctor, you can keep it. By the way, that was 
the number one lie in politics of all time because it wasn't true. People want more government involved. That's the answer. Even Democrats, join me on federalism. Everything at the federal level sucks. It's horrible. It's never ran right. It's, it's a throwaway of money. Join me and James Madison and Alexander Hamilton and John Jay, who wrote the Federalist Papers. Join us four and Richard Lee. That's five. Join the five of us and return to federalism. Return things to the states, to the localities. Well, Jefferson said the best government one is closest to you. But no, because you can't have centralized power there, you see. When it's closer to people, they get to decide more things. We can't have that. They're dumb. The premise is you're dumb. You're stupid. You can't decide where to send your kid for child care. You can't even decide if it's safe. You don't get to make those decisions. The government has to make those decisions. And the good news is they're going to. If you like your daycare program, oh, no, you don't get to keep it. If you're happy, which, by the way, the stats are saying that nearly everyone is happy with their day, daycare. Oh, sure, everyone wishes it was cheaper. Do you know why it's going to even be more expensive than it is now? Because of this. The federal government's getting involved, and you like that. Under Biden's daycare plan, you'll be forced to nearly double the wages paid to most employees. Well, Scott, they should be paid more. The economy figures that out. It used to be. Used to be free markets decided that. Employers, employees used to decide that. Now it's all centralized plan. And by the way, it's fine that it's all centralized plan. We bought into this. This is now America's conversation. America's conversation isn't how to expand freedom and liberty. America's conversation is what should the government do? How can the government fix this? It's no longer the way our founders used to think, that freedom was the number one thing. It wasn't the idea of government to protect you from all these things. That was your job. It wasn't the government's job to give you daycare. It was your job to decide whether you had kids and if you wanted to send your wife to work and then go deep daycare. Used to be that was the decision. Now it's not the decision. The government wants everyone working and kids in daycare, and they're funding it now. Biden's daycare plan forces states to adopt additional regulations to make sure the care provided is high quality from the federal government. They're going to look into Midlothian, Virginia, the suburbs of Richmond, they're going to pluck out some little ladies running a little daycare, and they're going to say, I demand uh, regulations on you for high quality. Maybe you're happy with sending your child to that place. Maybe you're, no, you can't be. Biden knows better than you. Nancy Pelosi knows better than you. All the Democrats have voted for $2 trillion. Change your life. Social programs know better than you. You, you stupid surfing peasant. You think you know better? You're barely able to give birth to kids without getting, getting past the Planned Parenthood clinic. And then when the government lets you have a kid, you can't, do, you can't send them to the right school. We'll decide that for you. You can't send them to daycare. We'll decide that for you. You can't send them places. We're going to decide all that for you. We're going to decide what kind of energy you use too, by the way. These new rules could include minimum staff to child ratios, faculty upgrades, and minimum education requirements for staff. Now, many of you may say, Scott, those are good things. They may be good things. And I don't know that I disagree with those things. What I disagree with, and what you've always probably sensed from the Lee brothers, is a mandate from the federal government to require it. I tell you what, if I was going to send my kid to daycare, I would check on those things. I would check on the staff-to-child ratio. I would check on... uh 
the education requirements of the staff. I would check on the facilities uh, quality because I'm in charge of my kid. I certainly don't trust my congressman, Abigail Spanberger, to figure it out for me, nor do I want her to tax other people to take money and enforce that and then fund my child care for me. That's my responsibility. Or is that outdated now, too? Democrats are going to means test the daycare subsidies on a sliding scale in a way that severely punishes parents who marry. So if you get married, then the, then the subsidy doesn't work for you. It's actually a 10,000-year penalty under the provision if you get married. Isn't that great? So now the government doesn't even want you married. In fact, this is perfectly within line what a centralized planning, bureaucracy, communist government looks like. It's all for the better. It's centralized planning. Remember, it's a community. We don't want you married. The government is your daddy. We're going to fund everything. And if you do get married, and that would be the stupid thing to do, but if you do get married, we're going to penalize you on this. $10,000 penalty. Also, have you ever thought about this? Nope, you haven't, because I'm going to tell you in 72 and a half seconds, what is the other thing that this will do to daycare? Thanks to the federal bureaucracy. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. Co-presidency. We wouldn't have signed this bill. What a atrocity. We'll pay for this. Oh, don't worry. It's be very, very painful for you. Daycare now controlled by the federal government. It's unbelievable. But, you know, you get what you vote for, right? And by the way, why should you... Think how easy it would be for your life. You don't have to worry about daycare anymore. Or anything else for that matter. I mean, think about it. Why can't they just control everything, please? I mean, they're going to tell me what I should be paid, and so my employer won't even have a chance to uh, decide that. My employer doesn't get to decide how much I get paid. The government does that. The employer doesn't get to decide what my time off. The government does that. Inside this bill is a new family medical leave. I can leave for whatever I want, and the government is forcing the employer. 
I ha- in fact, if I can't even work, I get checks. Under the new proposal in this bill, if I get a kid, if I have a kid, I will get a $3,600 check. Even if I never pay taxes. That's going to come up in the show. I'll share with that. And by the way, that's for every illegal aliens kids too. It's unbelievable. But back to this daycare. You know, we gave the government control of this. Why, why not? I mean, come on. You, again, back to you stupid surfing peasant. You can't do this. If you start offering child daycare for free, what do you think is going to happen to the demand? It's going to explode. Parents immediately be looking to put their children into commercial daycares and the demand will go crazy. Then there's this little nugget thrown in there. Legislation specifically discriminates against faith-based daycare providers, blocking them from accessing grants to upgrade their facility, which could put them out of business. Oh, if you're a Christian daycare, we're not going to support you. We want secular humanist daycare systems. Unbelievable. That is your government at work. Is that not disgusting? Does anyone else think this is preposterous? Of course not. Government knows better, Scott. All right, coming up. What is a snow bridge and why can't I cross it when it's snowy? I don't understand that. Biden's going to tell me. And the reconciliation bill gave $10.5 billion to illegal aliens. All that is next. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. Freedom Fundamentalist since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. On our Constitution, we you thought. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Mm hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol. The Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother who's sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is missing today. Uh, we covet your prayers as uh, he is sick and uh, trying to recover from one heck of a summer. And now we're in the winter. And now we're close to Thanksgiving. He's not even here. Uh, but he will be uh, back. In fact, he was here last week. He was supposed to be here until minutes before the show and just called and said he wasn't going to make it. So uh, that's the Lee Brothers story for the last six months. We appreciate your support and hanging out with us at Mojo50.com. By the way, if you go there to Mojo50.com and click on the Lee Brothers, it takes you to this song, I Can't Get Out of My Head. And if you've heard anything this week, you probably heard the Sad Little Man song about about Fauci. Gosh, this is a great song. Do we have we don't we don't have that keyed up. Why why didn't we do that? Should have keyed up, we could play it. It'd be it's it's great. Can't get it out. That's probably one reason we don't I've been listening to the song all week. It's just it stucks in your head. But sad little men about Fauci all at mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you there. And mask folly, more uh evidence the mask is just simply that. It's folly. And trust me, I fly on airplanes. Uh, I've been all over the country, and masks are folly. It's, this whole thing is just a lie, and they're doing it for nothing. And I just get a kick out of flight attendants who try to enforce this. I got tapped on the shoulder nearly every plane telling me to put my mask over my nose. 
And it's just folly. It's like, I'm so impressed with your ability as a flight attendant to enforce something that makes zero sense and does no good. Congratulations on enforcing stupidness. It's just ridiculous. All the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com, you'll find all that there. All right, coming back to this, Bill Back Better is so painful. $2 trillion just flushed down the toilet. Climate change, social engineering, the biggest re investment and way we look at America's federal government infused into our lives. You will see this at every aspect, beginning with daycare. In fact, here's Jen Psaki again, all excited about what's in this bill. If we don't act on Build Back Better, and we did. what we're doing is we are, won't be able to cut child care costs in 2020. We know that is a huge impact on people's daily lives in America. Is that the role of government to cut child care costs? It isn't. When? How? How did this happen? How did we come to the point where we look to a far-off land and say, please fix my child care costs? And by the way, when has the government ever fixed costs of anything? It's done the exact opposite. The exact opposite. If you want higher costs in education for colleges, that's because of the federal government. That's exactly, and your state government for that matter. Everything that is too expensive is directly related to the government's involvement. Not free markets and free people making decisions families we won't be able to make preschool free for many families starting (laughs) we won't be able to make preschool darn and i missed that one too you mean all this time since the beginning of the founding of our country people have been paying for pre-kindergarten without the federal government's help it's just weird did we did we applaud that did we even allow that how did we possibly in our good nature allow something like that how did people survive without Jin Saki and Biden in this administration? 2022, saving many families $8,600. Oh. We won't be able to get ahead of skyrocketing housing costs. I mean, that's because a Because you're going to fix that. Skyrocketing housing costs are going to be fixed by the federal government. Trust in them. Has a major investment in uh, building new housing, uh, affordable housing uh, uh, units uh, so uh, that people can, uh, uh, can uh, move uh, into them and live uh, in them and address the, the pending housing crisis. And that's the role of the government too, isn't it? To make sure I have a house. How did Madison screw this thing up so bad? How did Jin Psaki and Biden finally in 2021 realize, that government, the Constitution doesn't provide free housing. We should do that. Madison was very fearful of this. I forget which pet Federalist paper it was. He talked about it as a charity that once government goes down this path where people can vote themselves money, vote themselves houses, vote themselves pay raises, this government is done. This is essentially the argument between the radical left centralized planners in the Democratic Party and the rest of America, which understands what hard work gets you and that these things aren't to be given to you. And we're not to spend $10.5 billion of the $2 trillion on illegal immigrants. The, this, this, this bill creates a new expanded child tax credit, a new one, that will pay illegal immigrants some $10.5 billion next year. All immigrants with children are eligible, regardless of how they got here and whether the children are U.S. born. No wonder we have people breaking into this country. It's free! There's no consequences for it. And when I get here, I've got a political party that's got my back. Whether I like the country or not, I could freaking hate it. I think America sucks, but they give me free stuff, so I'm coming. And I'm busting down doors to get here, and I will break the law to get here. When I get here, guess what? You're going to pay me $450,000 because you put my kid in a cage, even though it was, I was here illegally. And you're going to be free education, free health care. 
You're going to pay for my pre-K. You're going to pay for my child care. And you're going to give me a child tax credit. Here's what it is. It pays cash to low-income families who do not pay any federal income tax. So you thought the child tax credit was a tax credit where it came back to you. What you paid in income taxes, you would get back. No, it is essentially welfare. Talked on cloaked in a new expanded child tax credit. And who, Scott Lee, could be against a child tax credit? Who could be? Are you against children? Is that what I'm understanding here? Yeah. So this new program significantly increases the maximum cash payment, welfare, from $1,400 per child to $3,600 for children under the age of six. Illegal or legal? That's your federal government work. Do you think that's what our founders had in mind? If you don't think that's what the founders had in mind, then you're, first of all, you're right. But secondly, then why are we doing it? Oh, the founders are wrong, Scott. The government should fund and pay everyone who has a child $3,600 or under six. Really? What does that produce? This is a path to destruction. We destroyed the family. We destroyed the nuclear family. We're doing everything we can to destroy it. In fact, we got we got a story coming up in the show about this, this uh, pedophilia professor at, at Old Dominion University. That's a total destruction of the children and of family. This bill is a disaster. It passed the House. It's got to go to the Senate. And maybe, just maybe, we can hold the Senate but we have no votes to do that. You see what voting does? It matters, doesn't it? Greatly. Joe Biden was trying to brag about another bill, the infrastructure bill. So he went to New Hampshire, Woodstock, New Hampshire, last week. Stood on a, uh, it was actually snowing, which was what made it somewhat interesting. He's, he's standing on this bridge and he says this. This is not something abstract. Folks, it's not hyperbole to say. I love how he starts out. It's not abstract. It's not hyperbole. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing, Joe Biden? What are we doing? Oh, And off times, door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> this guy is something else. Anyway, so back to the uh, standing on the bridge in the snow. This is not something abstract. Folks, it's not hyperbole to say that your delegation is laser focused on your needs, the people of New Hampshire. The concerns that are discussed around our kitchen tables. This isn't esoteric. This isn't some gigantic bill. It is, but it's about. It's not a gigantic bill. It is. What was that again, Joe? Say that again. It is, but it's about. It's what? Gigantic bill. It is, but it's about. (laughs) It's not a gigantic. It is. Esoteric. This isn't esoteric. Where does he come up with this stuff? Where does he come up with this verbiage? Esoteric. It's not hyperbole. The delegation's working hard for you. So what Joe Biden is saying is his congressmen of New Hampshire and senators of New Hampshire go to Washington, D.C. and get money from Washington, D.C. to come back and give it to you. And we're supposed to clap, say congratulations. It's awesome. Thank you for stealing from one citizen and giving to New Hampshire. Gigantic bill it is, but it's about what happens to ordinary people. Conversations. Ordinary people. See, you missed that in the, in the regular. We just listened. You missed that. Ordinary people. You see, you're, you're serfs, you're peasants, you're ordinary people. And without us, without us, you would be destitute. And so destitute, you can't cross a bridge in the snow. Listen. Around those kitchen tables that are both profound as they are ordinary. How do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? What happened? No, I'm not. Well, well, hang on a sec. 
Well, how do I what? Are ordinary. How do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? Are ordinary. How do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? <laughs> I would love for Richard to hear this. How do I? Oh, oh should we let it finish? How do we cross a bridge? Maybe he gives us the answer. How do I cross a bridge in a snowstorm? What happened? No, I'm, I think about it. You know, we do. Actually, I've thought about it. Uh, like any other, I, any road, other road I pass on, I don't understand. How do I cross a bridge in the snowstorm? I don't, I'm missing the, must be more, right? Think about it. You okay. know, you're in a situation, what happens if the bridge collapses and oh. there's a fire on the other side? Oh, oh. It's going to take 10 miles longer to get to the fire. People can die. I mean, this is real. This is real stuff. What does it mean if a school bus or water treatment trucks? I got to tell you something. There's no one better than scaring the American people than the left. That is, it's unbelievable. We're going to talk about COVID coming up in the in the next hour too, and how kids are getting vaccinated from five to eleven, or twelve, or whatever it might be. I mean, you're scaring these kids. These kids, these stories, and they got they get the vaccine. The kids are like, "I'm doing my part." What do you mean you're doing your part? It's it's. You mean the bridges are collapsing, Joe Biden? Is that what you mean by how am I going to pass this snow bridge? Where is that in here? Happen? No, I'm, I think about it. Oh, well, we did. Okay, let me see. Conversations around those kitchen tables that are both profound as they are ordinary. This is profound right here. How do I cross a bridge in the snowstorm? <laughs> oh, he's too fun. Cross a bridge in the snowstorm. I mean, if you scare people enough, you're not going to be able to cross a bridge in the snowstorm. You better vote for my infrastructure bill that by the way will do nothing oh yeah it says we were infusing all this money but it goes right to the state's department of transportation which has been a debacle some people spend a million dollars a mile in their states on transportation and we fund that stupidness that's crazy see this is the problem when you think from federal government it doesn't matter it's just money flush it down the toilet all right coming up the rittenhouse case did it all happen because of gun ownership in America? Could that, is it about gun ownership? You won't believe this. Coming up in 72, maybe this is 73 seconds, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about mypillstogo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's my pills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with my pills to go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day and she uses it too. Check it out today at my pills to go.com. That's my pills, the number two, go. Dot com. My pills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers, fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. 
Virginia Citizens Defense League, phenomenal sponsor of the radio program. Thank them so much for giving us what they call the alerts, the VCDL updates and alerts. Give us uh, information about what's happening in the Commonwealth and in the country regarding uh, the the massive confiscation and attack on Second Amendment, which is uh, frightening when you think about how large the federal government's getting and the mandates are putting on you and your family. VCDL sends out an alert. Uh, I, I, it might even be as often as weekly. It's outstanding. I'd like you to go to vcdl.org and sign up for their alert. This is where I get so many things that we talk about on this show. And one is CNN and the New York Times are blaming gun ownership on the Rittenhouse case. So it's an attack on the Second Amendment. It's an attack on you, the law-abiding. Here's a clip of it, and we're going to break this thing down for you. It'll probably infuriate you, but it, it gives an insight into how the, the, uh, the left thinks about you. First, you're stupid, you're a serf, a peasant, you don't need firearms of any kind and the role of government. Listen to this. From a perspective of precedent, and we should keep in mind that there are laws particular, for instance, the state of Wisconsin, about when and how, and they're relatively liberal in Wisconsin, uh, someone can show up with a firearm, right, in the midst of something like this. But, but, but nationally, do you see the potential here for setting something of a precedent for how folks react uh, if they see violence, riots, protests in another city, and whether they can show up and whether they'll have some legal protection for doing so. Do you you hear the premise there? The premise is if Rittenhouse gets off, then everyone will think they can just show up with a firearm. Actually, it's the opposite what's happening here. This case proved that you can, the law-abiding do show up with firearms, and they end up not just shooting random people. Rittenhouse wasn't shooting random people. In fact, he was protecting himself. The court and the jury ruled that this week, thank God, because that's exactly what happened. Rittenhouse wasn't a crazed kid shooting people. He was literally thinking his life was under attack and and trying to protect himself. These people on CNN and New York Times actually think if Rittenhouse gets not guilty verdict, which is what happened, then everyone's going to be showing up going, I got a gun, I'm coming to it. That is, no, not in the least. It's, it's a ridiculous premise. Here's how they answer it. So there's a really interesting conversation going on around all of this. There was an article in the New York Times about it the other day. As jurisdictions pass laws about you know, their citizens being able to carry firearms openly around the streets, we're going to have more situations like this. More like gun- what? Like, like bad guys trying to kill you? Then we should have a gun. Bad situations like what? Rittenhouse, who is trying to protect his own life? That's a bad situation? If Rittenhouse wouldn't have had a firearm, he'd be dead. They would have killed him. You're telling me the problem is with these states that allow open carry or allow you to have a firearm. And if they didn't, then there'd be no problems. I must remind CNN and the New York Times that Rittenhouse wasn't the only one with a gun. The bad, yes, the bad guys, the criminals, not only looted, destroyed property, burned property, hurt people, but they also had guns. And what CNN is saying is the law-abiding shouldn't have guns because look what happens violence will happen and we'll have more cases like this where someone ends up getting shot who wouldn't have been had there not been a law allowing someone to carry a gun like that what 
So no one would have got shot. No one gets shot unless the, the good guys are carrying guns. When the good guys carry guns, somebody gets shot. It's absurd. It's the most unbelievable view of firearms. So, you know, as a society, I think we really need to grapple with this issue and think about whether we want to do something about all these guns on the street that unquestionably are leading to more gun violence. You know, unfortunately, that's a bigger issue for our legislators ultimately to decide Mm -hmm. upon. What are we going to do with all these guns on the street? It's interesting. That's always the fallback on the left. I always had the idea. What are we going to do with all the criminals on the street? I didn't. You know, guns are an animate object. You could lay all the guns on the street by themselves. They're not going to get up and shoot people. Bad guy will pick them up and shoot you. A criminal will use them to be a dirtbag criminal. That's what they are. She actually thinks that if we had a gun law to not let guns on the streets, that they wouldn't be there. Oh, no, they would be there. They just wouldn't be in the hands of the law-abiding because they're, gosh, I hate to say repetitive, law-abiding the good guys obey the law. They unlock their firearms. They carry them in a proper way. They, they do exactly what the law says. The bad guys don't. But in CNN and Times, uh, New York Times view, the problem is gun ownership. And we've got to do something about it because you have firearms. It's, it's, yes, we have firearms. You know why we have firearms? Because bad guys have firearms. And the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is to have a good guy with a gun. And every single law on the books against guns or trying to make it safer out there is a law against the law abiding. It has no impact on the bad guys. This is what I don't understand about the left and their hatred for firearms that try to restrict you. It's like saying, well, we have drunk drivers, so we're taking cars away from everybody. It's, it's horrible. Now, there's, there's one other thing that happened uh, this week, and it regards Winston Sears, and we're going to get to her coming up in the next hour, but I want to talk about it here because it's a joke about firearms. Winston Sears, before she won election, was pictured holding uh, AR-15, a uh, two two three round, which is a very small round, with a heavy punch, no doubt, but it's a small round, uh, pictured holding this gun. And Saturday Night Live got a hold of the picture and put it up on their screen and said this about it. Was elected as Virginia's first black female lieutenant governor. But this is actually a win for Democrats because nothing will get Republicans to support gun control faster than this picture. Wow. So the premise is Republicans see a black woman holding a gun. They're going to want gun control. You know, you know why humor works? Because it's somehow based in truth. You know why that's not funny? Because it's ridiculous, not even close to reality. The Republicans who are, I guess what he's saying here, are pro-Second Amendment, don't have a restriction based upon the color of someone's skin. Actually, that was the Democrats in the 1960s. That's exactly who the Democratic Party is. Now, what's interesting about the stupidness of this joke is Winsome Sears wasn't a Democrat who won and had a firearm. She was a Republican that held a firearm. And she won on a Republican ticket, presumably voted for by other Republicans. And yet, they were voting against the Second Amendment by doing that? 
seems just idiocy. That's what I understand about some of the humor in the left. It's just odd. That doesn't make any sense. That's not why they should, Democrats should feel good because Republicans are now going to support gun control to keep Winsome Sears from having a firearm. Not even close to funny. In fact, borderline offensive and incredibly stupid. More in 60 seconds at LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5 Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com, and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. A little upbeat music there for you on this uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. So it is our plan, the Lee Brothers' plan, to be here next week, uh, right after Thanksgiving, to uh, to do a little bit of a holiday cheer, even though we've got some uh, holiday music mixed in here and some other things that are going on. But uh, our plan is to be here next week. I hate no, we don't hate Christmas. We're huge fans of it. Um, and that's the Grinch, who is, um, we have this tradition that we do every year. We talk about the Grinch, and uh, is he a liberal or conservative? We actually do Santa, liberal or conservative. So all that's coming up uh, this year for Christmas. Hey, on some good news, we found out this week that Oreo cookies, which I love Oreo cookies, huge fan of them, are only made in two places, Portland, Oregon, and Richmond, Virginia, at least now. We spent uh, the, the company... Mondelza International is making a $123 million investment in operations in eastern Henrico County. They're reinforcing its cookie and cracker bakery in a 68,000-square-foot expansion. That will plant already makes Oreo cookies, but it's in the process of shipping equipment of key Oreo production from New Jersey to Richmond. In Henrico. So it will be two places. Every time you eat an Oreo cookie, I want you to think of the Commonwealth of Virginia and what would Patrick Henry say about an Oreo cookie or James Madison or George Washington, Monroe, Mason, great men of the founding era who would never put up with a whatever $2 trillion pork barrel ridiculous spending that we just saw this week. All right, coming up, 
I want to talk about Winsome Sears and how amazing she is and uh, COVID and how what happened is they got shot down. OSHA got shot down on the mandate, but the government's still pushing on a vaccine that needs a booster shot. Is that Does that sound right to you? All that dead ahead. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Promoting the four F's, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. So there's a new word for pedophilia. Matt, minor attracted persons. Puke. Thanks to an old Dominion professor. We'll talk about that. Winsome Sears. Not only is that a cool name, she's the new Lieutenant Governor of Virginia and a rock star. We'll share that with you. Of course, if you didn't know, she's been all over TV. And OSHA, one of the alphabet soups of the federal government, says stops the mandate, but Northam keeps vaccinating kids. All that is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two headed talk show. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Lee Brothers. Glad you're with us. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother is sick. He is uh, was with me all day yesterday. I had a great conversation. Uh, even got a taco, if we might. And uh, and then he calls me minutes before the show and says he can't be here, didn't feel well, not functioning. So um, he's not going to be here. Uh, much at, to uh, many of your emails' uh, chagrin, apparently. And I agree with, by the way. Except for the hate towards me, I agree with the Lee brother concept of Richard being here. I, I agree with that. Some of you I've yet to respond to, and I will, at Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Hey, check us out, uh, by the way, at theleebrothers.com. Sad little man. This song is caught on, and I can't get it out of my head. Uh, sad little man. It's uh, a song about uh, Fauci. Fauciism. Sad little man he is. All oh, the LeeBrothers.com and Mask Folly, more evidence that it's garbage. But we feel good about it. Remember remember uh, Tim Kaine? He wears it for what reason again? Why is Tim Kaine wearing a mask? Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. I wear a mask to make other people feel safer. <laughs> oh, there's no science behind it. I do it because it's part of being a liberal. It's the new lapel pin. It's virtue signaling. Kim Kaine. Tim. Tim Kane cares Timmy. more about Timmy. feelings Timmy. and virtue Timmy. than anything else. Tim Kane cares more about the way he looks than facts. He wears, I'm sure he wore the AIDS ribbon in the, in the 80s and 90s. And now he's wearing the diaper on his face, the Chinese diaper, because it makes people feel better. Besides, he had COVID and he tingles all over. Nerve tingling. I just, every nerve ending in my body... Uh, just basically tingles 24-7. <laughs> By the way, I think that's complete garbage. Every nerve is ting- he's tingling 24-7. Why, do the, why does the left make COVID out to be worse than it is? And it's bad enough. We don't need the left going around going, your kids are going to die. You are being selfish. Thank you, uh, Ralphie Northam. All right, so let, let's talk about this for a second. 
The Biden administration's Occupational Safety and Health Administration has suspended enforcement of the vaccine mandate. Done. It's suspended. By the way, they never implemented it. It was supposed to happen in January. Now that it's not going to, they're not going to do it now. What, why is it so important that we have this mandate in place? Now, you may be one of these people who says, I got the vaccination. I'm a huge fan of it. And by the way, I'm a fan of it too. I think it works. I think we've seen evidence that it works. But you cannot any longer call this a vaccination. Stop with this wording of it. Can it still be a vaccination if you need a booster shot, That which, by the way, is totally approved this week across the board? Recommend, recommended across the board. All the hype about the two-shot, fully vaccinated conversation to save America and the world, now you need a booster shot. Tell me, maybe I don't know, and I don't know a lot of things. In fact, it's amazing that I'm able to do this right here because I don't know Jack. So many people know much more than I do. I live on a pure, off-my-cuff, on-my-sleeve emotional bandwidth. That's how I live. I throw a little bit of stuff in there about, you know, what I think the founders meant and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, I don't know anything. So maybe I'm wrong. Was there a booster shot for polio vaccination? Somebody, no? Was there a, uh, is there currently a booster shot for this chickenpox vaccination that's going around? Which, by the way, the CDC and your doctors tell you if you've had chickenpox, do not get the chickenpox vaccination. That seems odd. We got people who had COVID who are getting a COVID vaccination. I guess science is out the window now because it's not about this, is it? It's more about politics than it is science. Otherwise, this vaccination wouldn't be called a vaccination. In fact, the CDC changed the definition of vaccination just because they know this isn't a vaccination. Was the smallpox vaccination needed a booster shot? We've got to stop this insanity. There is not. This is not a vaccination. We now know that if you have the vaccination, the injection from COVID, that you still can get COVID. So what is this with OSHA, who recognizes, or what's this with the, the Biden administration, who knows this? They know that this is not a vaccination, that we're not eliminating COVID. So why are they continuing to push this? OSHA has been suspended. They're not going to enforce this. But just... Two days ago, Jen Saki said, our message to businesses right now is to move forward with the measures that will make their workplace safer and protect their workforces. No, that's not your message. Your message is do it or else. Goes on to say, that was our message from the first stay issued on the Fifth Circuit. That remains our message. Nothing has changed. We are still heading towards the same timeline. Here's the best part. The Department of Justice is vigorously defending the emergency temporary standard in court and we're confident OSHA's authority. Of course you are. Totally confident in OSHA's authority, aren't you? Because that's what you like. You like the authority of government to step in and go and attack you when necessary. So here comes the OSHA to save the day against what? A forced shot that really isn't going to stop anything? The vaccination is not, and we know this, a vaccination. I like what DeSantis said this week about this. By the way, this guy is another rock star of mass proportions. He will. He will be 
probably running for president, and he should with this kind of passion against lockdowns and mandates. Here's what he said just this week. If we would have let them lock the kids out of school last year, we would have paid the piper on that for years and years in this state. If we had let them lock down businesses and restrict and do all that, we would have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. So we had to stand up for people's liberties, their livelihoods, their right to work, people's right to own a business, and it was the right thing to do. But what Biden is doing, he does not have the, he even admitted he doesn't have the authority to do it. The Saki admitted that they don't have the authority to do it. And in fact, even six months ago, they were all saying, of course, you never mandate. Of course, you never mandate. And so the question is, do we actually have a constitution that constrains people like Biden? Or is it just when he loses patience, he can do whatever the hell he wants to? No, I'll take the constitution. Thank you very much. I think that could be made the case on just about everything. Is it just what any politician wants? Or is there a constitution that limits them? When's the last time you heard a politician say, I'm sorry, I'm limited by the constitution, I can't do that? When was the last time they had a constituent say, I need you to pay for my pre-K? And we had a politician said, what do you mean me pay for your pre-K? That's not enumerated, I can't do that. That's not the federal government's role. Go talk to your local state. When's the last time you heard that? Never hear that. Why? Because no politician wants to be limited in their power. Damn the Constitution. I'm in charge now, and I think this is exactly how people think. Now, maybe you're one of these people who is all in favor of this mandate. And I I don't understand, even if you're in favor of the vaccination or the vaccine, and you can be, and most people have gotten it. In fact, 70%, I think, of Virginia has gotten the vaccination. Why are we still talking about this? Fauci told us at 70% where we got herd immunity, move on, your life's back. All this is bunk. So even if you like the vaccination and you're in favor of it and been vaccinated, why do you want it mandated? So what else should be mandated based upon things you like? Should we mandate two hours of exercise per day? You must admit that if every American got at least an hour of exercise every day, they'd be healthier. Think how that would affect our economy. Think how that would affect our health care, Scott. If everyone was mandated by their employer to exercise, and if they didn't, they could get fired. Think about the health care costs and how dramatically they would drop. Or mandate that you eat broccoli once a day. I mean, why is that insane? Why is that so crazy? Or mandate vitamin D. Mandate them. And you can get fired if you don't take the vitamin D mandate every single day before you come to work. See, when they came from my neighbor... It didn't bother me. You know why it didn't bother me? Because I was okay with that mandate. I got the vaccination. But when they came from my neighbor and fired him, I didn't care. I said, just take the shot. But when they came for me, no one was there to fight for me because the government had already stepped in and taken everything. Before you embrace mandates by government at any level, make sure that you're consistent that you just don't like the mandate, therefore, or the, the, the thing that's being mandated, therefore you like it. The mandate in principle is dangerous. What did Because this isn't a vaccination, so you have to ask yourself, they're mandating things that are essentially an immunity to help your immune system. Because the argument now is the vaccination will help you from getting deathly sick. Now it's essentially like wearing your helmet on the bicycle. 
or on a motorcycle. It's your choice. You wear a helmet, great. You can protect yourself. If not, you're hurting yourself. No one else. This is all over. It's done. To force people to do things they don't want to do is un-American. This is not a vaccination. This is now just choice, and the government's forcing it. I would rethink your position if you're for the mandate. Unless, of course, you don't care when something's mandated on you you don't want. And if that's the case, then before mandate's all you want. All right, coming up, Ralph Northam had the government in town. The federal government came to Richmond, Virginia, and grabbed a bunch of kids, ages 5 to 8, and put shots in their arm, and they made a big deal about it. We got some clips, and we'll talk about that in 73 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. One hundred elementary kids in Montgomery Village, Maryland, got the wrong dose of Pfizer. One hundred elementary kids who have a better chance of dying in a swimming pool accident than dying from COVID received the wrong Pfizer shot. So the county health commissioner came out and said, hey, we're sorry about that. Uh, you come on in, we'll make it right. I love when government mandates things and then screws it up. Like That's kind of a big deal, don't you think? Hmm. So uh, Biden health officials joined Northam this week to promote COVID vaccinations for kids. The um, What's the guy's name? U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Bracera. And uh, Rachel Levine, which is the transgender assistant secretary of health. And uh, here's how it went down. The Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU. We hope we can get another 28 million or so of your colleagues who are 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 years of age to join you. Because that means that we will come another step closer in protecting all of America. Is that true? If we can get 28 million elementary kids from 5 to 12, we've come closer to protecting America? Where does that come from? 
What what is that stat? What is that science that says we're protecting America if these kids get it? I mean, all the science before this shows that kids who've had COVID have very little complications. The, all those stats, by the way, the LeeBrothers.com has a bunch of those stats on kids 29 and younger, how it's just out. It's almost, it's, it's less than the flu. The flu has a larger impact on children than COVID. That's a fact. So why don't we have a flu shot mandate? Why don't we? See, that's uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services saying we're saved 28 million. We want more kids like you, ages five, seven, eight, nine, to come out and help us. All of America. Because national data suggests only about a third of parents are ready to get their child vaccinated in this age group right now. Why? Only a third? Only a third of parents. Who are these a third people who are willing to get their five-year-old vaccinated? Who's willing to take their five-year-old and get a shot in their arm and, and not sure of the consequences for a five-year-old? They, they don't know. Besides, the five-year-old isn't at risk. Why would you get your child a shot for something that the risk is less than the flu? Are you giving your child a flu shot? and Northam urging hesitant parents to talk to pediatricians like Dr. Tiffany Kimbrough. The alternative to not vaccinating is not zero risk. The alternative to not vaccinating is the risk of COVID-19. That's the risk. So if I don't get vaccinated, the COVID, the risk isn't zero. The risk is you might get COVID. Yeah. In fact, if you get vaccinated, there's a risk you're going to get COVID. How can these people seriously say these things without looking around and knowing what's going on? These are the leaders of our country. How can they come to Richmond and look at kids and lie to them? I mean, it's a flat-out lie. The, the, the assumption of that exact comment was, you get the vaccination shot, you won't get COVID. The risk is, if you don't get it, you'll get COVID. What? That's not true. It's not true now. We know that. So the point of the vaccination is to keep you from getting seriously sick and dying. That's the point of the vaccine, not spreading it, because we know people who are vaccinated are getting Fauci admitted that this week. This is a lie. Northam, what are you doing bringing people out like that? Here it goes. Northam, who's also a pediatrician, saying child vaccinations will make holiday gatherings safer what? and may ultimately mean the end of Virginia's school mask mandates. If we can get the great majority of five and above vaccinated, uh, that that option is certainly on the table. If we can get the majority of elementary kids vaccinated, the options on the table. Remember when if you got vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask? Remember that? So now it's just on the table wow we've come so far and ralphie boy i'm telling you you are being selfish that's unreal that that comment right there i can't i can't wait till this guy's gone and done being selfish he was talking about masking you're being selfish you don't put a mask on we mask five-year-old kids we mask two-year-olds we put these people in these kids in masks so it's so dehumanizing not to see faces and smile and to breathe in your own carbon dioxide. It's disgusting because there's folly. There's no sense behind it. But Ralph Northam promises us, look, if we can get these kids vaccinated, I mean, think about it. He'll think about it. 
I'll tell you what, we'll think about it. If we could get 28 million of these kids all vaccinated, which it's such garbage, I can't believe this. We'll do what? If we can get the great majority of five and above vaccinated, uh, that that option is certainly on the table. Oh, oh majority. Just the majority. So 51% of the, of the elementary kids. It's, a, it's, a, it's on the table. I'll consider it as a benevolent dictator, whether I will unmask your children. Where, when are we going to stand up with pitchforks? And, and, and charge these, these people and just say, no, we're not doing this. I'm not going to mask our kids. Stop with this thing. When have we ever said masking kids is good for it? But when have we ever done anything and said the kids should do it for the sake of adults? Because the kids aren't at risk here. So essentially the kids are masking for the sake of adults. We've never done it that way. Never. What we've done in the past is say, if, if you, if the kids... For the sake of the children, we'll mask. The adults will mask for the sake of the kids. But we're not doing that. We're asking two-year-olds to put a mask on. I'm in the airport watching parents take their masked kids. What have we, what have we done? I beg this country to wake up to this. It's unbelievable, especially now when we have all the vaccinations going on. We were told the vaccinations would end this mask thing, and it's not. The, the, the humanity of this is awful. It's just awful. All right, coming up, a Norfolk, Virginia doctor seeking to use ivermectin and other medications to treat COVID. His hospital says, you can't do that. The hospital ruled against the doctor's diagnosis and treatment. I used to think doctors and patients have this decision between themselves. Now, Centra Hospital Unit in the Tidewater area of Virginia has already made a rule. You can't, you can't prescribe ivermectin. That in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo 50 show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 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 and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. Doesn't that scare anybody when you look around and think, how is this possible? It's almost like COVID has made everyone stupid overnight. (laughs) It's just outrageous. And I mean everybody. I'm talking about everyone. All of a sudden, we're just like, Ivermectin, a drug that has been used for years and years and years. It uh, was a, uh, initially a, a, a dewormer. Then it found out it was great for river blindness. 
They actually use it to uh, address scabies. It is a legitimate prescripted drug. It's been in our pharmacies. It's been across the country. The World Health Organization has essentially said it is a, uh, a fine drug to use for all kinds of purposes, and it's consult your doctor, and your doctor can describe it. Not anymore. See, it's not about that. There is a complete political movement to trash and to keep these kind of things from being used. I don't know. If you make a decision with your doctor, your doctor prescribes ivermectin, why would a bureaucrat or an agency say, no, you can't? What is going on here? Is ivermectin, ivermectin is a legitimate real drug. It exists. It's approved. It's used. Their argument is not approved to combat COVID. So it's between the doctor and you, isn't it? In fact, here is the doctor in Norfolk, Virginia, walking out of the courthouse and what he said about it. His name is Paul Marek. Dr. Paul Marek, here he is. It's the physician who's at the bedside. I'm responsible for the patient. I'm responsible for the patient who's dying. Not this faceless committee of people who, quite honestly, have limited experience treating COVID. That could not be more clear. How is it that we allow a group of people to get in a room somewhere and say, we're not going to allow doctors to prescribe this? Why? Aren't doctors responsible? Do they not know? All of a sudden, COVID comes along and every doctor's stupid. They're not going to, you know, hydroxychloroquine, that somebody, some doctor might prescribe that. We better stop it from the government level or at least have a, a hospital make sure there are no other doctors uh, prescribe it. Why? It's shown to work at times. I mean, there are different kinds of case studies that show that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin actually have worked in the past. So I don't understand. Why would we have bureaucrats making these decisions? It's frightening things that are happening here. I'm glad this doctor's standing up. If my doctor said, I cannot prescribe a drug from you that is, exists and is fair because I've been told not to, I'd say, what? What country is this? All right, coming up. The American Medical Association is telling doctors what words to use. The woke jargon. And Old Dominion University professor is a pedophile. We'll, we'll talk about that. It's unbelievable. That's next. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo 50.com. We built this city. Mm-hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Is this a song we play all the time at the bottom there? Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, we are the Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens and American pagers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. He's sick, he's out today, and we covet your prayers for him. He'll be back here next week. He assured me 
of that. Hey, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's a sad little man song. I want everyone to hear this. Just go there, leebrothers.com, click on the sad little man and listen to this song about Fauci. It's contagious, I'm telling you. A lot like COVID, you might need a vaccination for it. It just it's spread by casual contact. You start listening, it gets in your head. You keep singing it. Sad little man. It's a great song, uh, theleebrothers.com. And Mask Folly, more evidence that this is truly folly. And I, yet I'm still impressed by the people who enforce it. I think this is the biggest problem, quite frankly. Enforcers. We still have people enforcing masks. I don't, I'm not saying that the law doesn't exist or the rule doesn't exist or the mandate doesn't exist for masks. I'm shocked there's people willing to enforce it. For example, if there was a police officer in the airport and somebody wasn't wearing a mask, would you track them down, drag them down, put a mask on? I would flat out just think and ignore them. I know everyone's supposed to wear a mask, but who cares? Unless somebody makes a huge deal about it, just let the guy live. It's folly. And I'm impressed that people are willing to enforce folly. Is there any, just curious, is there any mandate law that is so outrageous that you wouldn't enforce it? Teachers, is there anything that the school board would demand your kids do that you would think was so stupid you wouldn't enforce it? Hmm. If they made every one of your kids stand on their head for 20 minutes before you start a class, would you enforce that? Hmm. It's a difference. Something to think about. The American Medical Association used to think was about medicine. It's not. They would like doctors to use woke jargon from now on. The American Medical AMA, let's just say that. Are there advocates, lobbyists? Uh, They're not doctors. They are doctors. They say they are. But they influence the healthcare industry greatly. And now they are uh, just sent out a report advancing the health equity a guide to language, narrative, and concepts. Oh, puke. Here we go. If my doctor ever spoke with some sort of woke jargon, I'd be done. I've actually got a problem with my doctor now because he's, he, comes in my, he comes in the room. He's got a mask on and a shield, gloves, the whole bit. And I took my mask down so he could, you know, do the check my face whole thing. He steps back and goes, put your mask back on. There's two people in here. Me and you, and you're fully vaccinated and completely protected, and you're asking me to put a mask on. How do you even function as a doctor? It's ridiculous. Anyway, AMA says there's some things we need to look at here. Some of the recommendations echo the recently published guidance from the CDC. Oh, perfect. The health equity guiding principles for the unbiased, inclusive communication. What complete garbage. Inclusive communication. So now it doesn't matter that doctors actually giving you real verbiage, real things to say, he actually now has to cloak it in inclusivity. Avoid using adjectives such as vulnerable and high risk. What? What? Avoid dehumanization language, using person-first language instead. Remember, there are all types and many types of subpopulations. Do doctors even care about this stuff? It's your patient. You mean to tell me that a doctor should consider subpopulations when talking to their client? Avoid saying target, tackle, or combat, or other terms with violent connotations. <laughs> we need to target this disease. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't use that word anymore. Avoid unintentional blaming. This is ridiculous. So should we no longer tackle obesity or target infections? 
What's dehumanizing about terms like vulnerable or high risk, may I ask? Let me approach the bench, please. The benefit of these words that they have been around a long time and we know what they mean. We're, we're completely destroying the language. We can't even have a real conversation with our doctors anymore. Here's some examples they're saying. You're not supposed to say homeless. You're supposed to say people experiencing homelessness. <laughs> oh, the stupidness of this. You're not supposed to say disabled. You're supposed to say person experiencing disabilities. Santa, what's Christmas really about? <laughs> Vengeance! <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Hey! ridiculous i'd rather talk about it. these are grinch people the, these these people are the grinch this is how they they function uh what a your soul is an appalling dung heap it must be if a doctor buys into this your soul is a dung heap your soul is an appalling dump heap it's ridiculous who puts this stuff together seriously these are the american medical association got together and did this does anyone laugh at these people? If you're in the room when they're talking like this, are you, are you serious? This has nothing to do with medical. This is woke jargon crap. This has infiltrated every aspect of our lives to the detriment of humanity, might I say. Speaking of the detriment of humanity, so are professors at universities. An assistant professor at Old, D, Old Dominion University here in Virginia, down in Norfolk, Virginia, is actively and publicly demanding or defending sexual attraction to children. His name's Alan Walker. Now, it's not spelled like Alan, like you would think. It's A-L-L-Y-N. I guess that's Alan. Is that Alan? A-L-L-Y-N? Alan Walker? A sociology and criminal justice professor and female-to-male transgender person. Oh, I see. This person was interviewed by Postaza Foundation that minor attracted persons, Matt, ought to be understood and accepted by the public. We want to change the name of pedophilia to Matt. And I feel for all the Matts that are out there. Here is this uh, female-to-male transgender professor. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, by the way, this is not a parody, nor did I speed it up. This is the man's real voice. Female-to-male. Oh, so this is a female. This is a, no wonder his voice sounds like this. Okay, hang on, go ahead. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. (laughs) What should we call criminals? How about a rapist? I don't want to be called a rapist. Can you call me something different? I don't even know. If Richard is here, you have the greatest answer to this. We, We could debrief this and talk about it. I just prefer to address people how they want to be addressed. Not honestly with truth and what they really are. I don't want to call people pedophiles because it sounds bad. And they don't want to be called pedophiles either. So let's call them something else. Minor attracted persons. Matt. And make them feel better. I know. Show of hands. How many really want pedophiles to feel better? Oh, I just want to feel better. If I could just feel better about me being a disgusting human being, then it would be. This is un real it's almost like we're living in the twilight but seriously think about this on what basis should we object to anything like this i seen signs in yards that say love is love who are we who are we to say you mean to tell me a man can't love a boy come on now 
It's just love. I've seen the signs in the front yards of all these people. You know, love is love. There's no hate in this house. You've seen these stupid signs out in front yards. You can knock on their door. Hey, is love really love? It absolutely is. No matter what, it absolutely So pedophile. Oh, well, that kind of love. Why not? I thought love is love. These people are walking contradictions. It all comes from a loss of pure common sense and law and nature's law that the founders talked about. Once you abandon simple principles, nothing can be held as good. Nothing. Trust me, this mat will catch on. Pedophilia is the next logical step for this kind of radicalness. The good news is Old Dominion University has placed Alan Walker on administrative leave. I bet he's getting paid. Effective immediately from their position as assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice. Do you wonder how the professors get their job? I mean, most of the time, you've seen a lot of these whack professors, right? Thinking 9-11 was an inside job. All this ridiculous profession. These are teaching your kids. You're paying good money. How do these people get jobs like this? By the way, have you ever looked at what professors make? Tenured professors? Why are they so whacked? Is there any normal professors? What did Old Dominion University do with the resume that this kid came in? Alan Walker, your name's down funny. Why is it spelled like that? Oh, it's because I'm really a female and moving into male. Oh, I see. You're hired. Excuse me? No, nothing else. That's fine. You're transgender. Come teach our kids, please. Is there anything else you want to know about me? No, nothing. It doesn't matter. You've already checked the box. You're a female transitioning to a male. That counts in our book. I blame Old Dominion University. How'd this person make it through your vetting system? Do you have a vetting system? Dr. Walker's research and books have led concerns for their safety and that of the campus. Furthermore, the controversy over Mr. Walker's research has disrupted the campus and community environment and is interfering with the institution's missions of teaching and learning. What a pile of crap. You could say that about anything. What if Mr. Walker was a Christian? I bet you could say the campus and community environment has been interfered with in the institution mission of teaching and learning. You can't just come right out and say, this guy's disgusting. Now, I did say this, quote, from the president, Hemphill, I want to state in the strongest possible terms that sexual abuse is morally wrong and has no place in our society. Then he goes on to say this, which is strange. This is a challenging time for our university. Why? Why would he start the sentence that way? This is a challenging time for our university? But I'm confident that we'll come together and move forward as a monarch family? Unquote. That's a weird statement. Why is this challenging for Old Dominion University? It's a challenging time for our university. Maybe because you got caught with a pedophile on staff? That is a challenging time. You guys look like a mockery. You look ridiculous. Or... Why what, what is it a challenging time? Because you're stuck. You don't really know what to do. Your values are conflicted. I mean, we hired a transgender. We hired the pedophilia. Now he's come out. He's put us in a tough position. Hmm, we got caught. What does that even mean? What kind of gobbledygook is that? You make a good statement, like child sex abuse is morally wrong and no place in our society. Then you go, this is a challenging time for the university. Why don't you just come right out and say, we found this guy to be a dirtbag. We didn't know it. Don't know how he got a job here. But he's gone. Then this, the actions that we're taking today are motivated by our obligation to maintain a safe and conducive learning environment? What? 
So this guy made an unsafe environment. Possibly. He's a little bit of a freak. But that's what your motivation was? I, I, we, we struggle as a culture, don't we? We can't tell people right and wrong, Scott. And when it seems like it's wrong, at least for now, we got to kind of fake it. You got to kind of fake that it's wrong. You know, if a kid wants to think he's 6'5 and play in the NBA, but he's really 5'6", I'm going to let him think that. Because I can't tell him what's right and wrong, even though universities used to be based on truth and science. It's none of that stuff now. In some ways, I find the Old Dominion answer to this repulsive. Repulsive. All right, coming up. Who is Winsome Sears, and how did Virginia get to be so lucky? That in 68 and a half seconds. <laughs> the LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy. With MyPillsToGo.com, my daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. MyPills, the number two, go.com. A Dose Guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers, fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. Can I pile on for just a second, please? I, was, I, I don't want to talk about pedophilia any more than I have to. But there is a trend that is over-sexualizing our kids in our country. I don't know why the left wants to do this to children. I just don't get it. <laughs> That's right. I, I just don't understand what the problem is. Can't you let children have their innocence? There is a Virginia parents are angry about something else going on in Loudoun County, Virginia. This is somehow, this is the epicenter of everything in our country is in Loudoun County, Virginia. They're upset about a sex life survey that was given to their children. Loudoun County uh, High School took a survey that consisted of three questions. Listen to these questions, by the way. And before I read the questions that are, uh, were given to these high school students, Loudoun County and the public schools in Virginia have a policy that before they distribute out uh, stuff like this, they give parents the right to opt out. That didn't happen. Here are the questions of 14-year-olds in Loudoun County, Virginia. During your life, whom have you had sexual contact? Excuse me? Uh, you're 14? Oh, ask, answer me this question. During your life, who have you had sexual contact? Have you ever had sexual intercourse? During your life, how many people have you had sexual intercourse? 
How old were you when you had your sexual experience for the first time? During the past three months, how many people did you have sexual? This, this is unbelievable. What? So a mother is at work. Her daughter sends her a text message saying, hey, this is what's going on. And I'm uncomfortable with these questions. And the mother goes, excuse me? And livid. So the assistant principal, Bill Golgert, sent a notification to parents that stated this. Loudoun County accidentally distributed Virginia Youth Survey to two blocks of study hall. That's 180 students were given this survey. 180. Approximately 90 completed it. The voluntary surveys were distributed without families being sent an opt-out form. Loudoun Valley High School regrets this error. I'm sure you do. Hmm. Stupid parents in the way again. Why do they care? They just leave their kid alone. They sent him to the school. I want control now. These educrats know better. Accidentally distributed it? Nothing accidental about this. This was purposely distributed. Purposely. An accident would mean it was locked behind this cabinet under lock and key, and a kid got it out and threw it around the class. That would be an accident. It's not an accident. This is purposely done to do what? To over-sexualize your kids, to begin make them think about this, to steal the innocence of children. What political agenda does this? Can you answer that question for me? You're in the voting booth. Which political persuasion does that to kids? Eh, you decide. I'm not going to tell you. It's a secret. You can figure it out on your own, quite frankly. Winsome Sears is our new lieutenant governor here in Virginia. She won a couple weeks ago won a statewide election. She is a black female, in case you don't know. It's a big deal, Scott. It's a big deal, huge. Yeah, it is for everyone except Winsome Sears, which I find so refreshing. She showed up this week on uh, Fox News Sunday, the political, uh, I guess she's the political hero of the week, I guess is the way they heard her. Here is a clip of it. What do you think Virginia voters were saying on election day when they made you lieutenant governor? I love that question, by the way. Because actually it's not a bad question, but behind it is this premise from Chris Wallace. They voted for you because you're black, right? Right, isn't that it entirely? When they made you lieutenant governor. They're tired of the black against white and the the Asian against Latino. They're tired of it. They're tired of politicians who won't let the wounds of the past heal. God bless this woman. Winsome Sears, what a breath of fresh air. Yeah, they voted because they're sick of the identity politics. You see, Winsome Sears doesn't identify as a black woman. She's a human being. She's an American. She loves the country. She's a woman. That's it. She doesn't say, I'm a black woman, and I was put here because I'm a black woman. Isn't that refreshing? It's beautiful. It is refreshing. She continues. Nobody is denying that we don't want to hear all the history, least of all me. I certainly don't want the sins of the past to be repeated. We don't have to tear one uh, person down in order to build another up. That's no way to be. That's not America. Who is this woman? And where's she been all my life, quite frankly? This is the most refreshing. Hey, CNN, pick this up. Put Winsome Sears on there because this is America. Your fake America of being racist 
and uh, and hateful is dead wrong. That's not America. Winsome Sears is America. Winsome Sears doesn't wake up every day and go, America's racist. You do, CNN. Politics does. Racism exists in two places, in the media and in politics. It doesn't exist in America. Look at your life. You wake up every day. You go to work. You work around all these different people. Racism exists in politics and in the media, except in the world of Winsome Sears, who's a black Republican lieutenant governor in Virginia. Everything that I've had, I've had to work for. No one gave me anything. Sometimes what happens to you isn't because you're black or because you're a woman. What? No, no, no. That's dead wrong. I've been listening to the media. I listened to Terry McAuliffe. That's dead wrong. Not right at all. Let me rewind that a bit. Sometimes what happens to you isn't because you're black or because you're a woman. It's simply life. I mean, some days you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue. Oh, my God. It's just life. That is unbelievably refreshing. It is called life. I'm quite frankly sick and tired of being told that everything that happens is is a result of someone else's problem. Someone else did this to me. Sometimes it's just living. Sometimes it's hard to get work and wake up and pay for daycare and all. It's just hard. And sometimes you made your own bed, and that's why life is hard. Tenacity that has political insiders asking already if she has bigger plans. I just want to serve, you know, in the end. And I really want others to see me, especially the children, to say, well, if Winsome can do it, I can do it. Because I didn't do anything special except stay in school and study. And I never let anybody walk over me. And if they did, they didn't get a second chance. Winsome Sears is ready to go. She takes office on January 15th. None too soon. God bless you, Winsome Sears. Keep right on going. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Promoting the full automatic, free large caliber, free markets, and Mojo 5 Mojo. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens... Keen experience infused with bourbon. Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. And that is a wrap of the radio program. And what kind of wrap would it be? Well, only Richard can tell you that and... Well, he's not here. But in the honor of, uh, of Doc Thompson, who is the founder of Mojo Five O Radio and a good friend of ours who we did many years here on the radio in Richmond, used to end his show every single day by asking a simple question. What do we learn today? And in his honor, we will do the same 
Now, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that you can cross a bridge in the snow. Even if you scare people thinking it's going to collapse. We learned the Rittenhouse case has nothing to do with gun ownership in America, except in the fact that you can use it to, to, to protect yourself. We learned that. We learned Build Back Better is a disaster for the cause of freedom and liberty. The federal government is huge, overreaching, and will crush you every chance it gets, while at the same time saying it's good for you. No, no, trust us. We know better. Surfing a peasant, you can't even get your own daycare, but we've got that covered for you now. We learned to win some series of the new rock star in Virginia and making great headlines throughout the, uh, the country. We learned OSHA is a disaster. These people have badges. They have control. And without that judge, they would be imposing on you every single thing that could be painful and disgusting and get you fired, quite frankly. If you don't comply, we will fire you. That's pretty scary. What are we doing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How could I be the president of the United States of America? I don't know, Joe Biden. But when it, it's just surprising to us, as it is to anyone else. All right, so if you uh, find us more at mojo50.com, mojo50.com, learn more about the LeeBrothers.com by going to LeeBrothers.com. And if you prefer liberty to tyranny, if you prefer founding principles over the cancel culture and want to make radio great again, join us here again next week. Thanks for listening. See you then. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.